Welcome to Auntie's. Auntie's yeah. here with me, Tamika, your yeah. girl. Yeah, and Jillian Patterson. Hello. <laughs> Grab your favorite cup of tea and listen to the conversation while it's hot. Like if anything yeah. has taught us from this pandemic is that we need a better way to support the American people. And I'm so happy that Bernie is going to be the chairman of the budget committee now because I'm like, yo, something's got to give. We need to say, I feel like it's, it's, I feel like America, like with American people, it's like, it's like spending, it's like only having your bank account without a savings account because like, because they're just like, that's too much money to like put, you know, to all that other stuff to like save you. Like we're not in danger all the time. So why do we need it? Said the Republicans (laughs) and now like need it. And it's just like, oh, so like, we don't have any anything put away (laughs) well great you know it's so yeah I agree and it's it it sucks that that socialist has become um a bad word here in America because like there's so many different like you can have like like you can have more than one system (laughs) like you can have some socialist policies without being a socialist country like it's I, I don't understand. Like, it, I don't know. It, it's very, right. I, we have a, we have a way of making things like, like a, like we, we are obsessed with false dilemmas where it's just like, it's, you have to choose between this or this and that's it. And it's just like, nothing is ever right. just <laughs> like, there's, there's a gray area. There's like an in-between, like, it doesn't have to be this or that. You can do both this and that to get the best of both of them, which is what, um, I don't know, we've been, I guess, prided for um, as a nation, but like, I feel like we've just gotten further away from that. (laughs) But, you know, I don't know. I'm just a 20 something, so (laughs) I don't, (laughs) I just got here. Well, you have a wisdom, you have a perspective and I appreciate it. No matter how old or young you are, your perspective is valuable. I was, um, a part of my creative minds class uh, for school, we were, um, we had to watch a documentary mm-hmm. and I'm trying to think of the name of it. I'm trying to get better at remembering the name of things. So I'm like, yes, this is my reference. <laughs> um, but I'll look for it and I'll bring it up again once I do. But pretty much they were talking about um, civilization um, how people are creative, the kind of restraints that are put on people. Um, mm-hmm. And one of the big things that they talked about was just by having a, like a certain perspective or like even having neutrality mm-hmm. in certain situations is still a political statement. Um, because, you know, you're choosing to pretty much side or you condone whatever is going on. Um, and so uh, one of the things was like, is to be, is to be political. Like just, just to be a living person within itself is a political statement. Um, the film is called Lottery of Birth. Mm-hmm. And it like has tons of great gems just about, you know, just so many, you'll have to watch it guys. Cause I don't want to butcher the <laughs> synopsis, but it definitely goes into a lot of the ways 
of why or how we've kind of formed as a society and kind of the different biases and stuff that we form and have of others and ourselves. So really good book to read. I mean, film to watch. Yo, mm-hmm. my brain is fried. Um, <laughs> you, got going on. you got things going on. Yes. Uh, for all of you guys listening, I always have multiple things going on at work today. Um, I like try to hurry real quick and drop off some or mail some earrings that I made and my friends were so great to buy from me and support. And then I like was trying to take pictures for my like new site for my, um, my boutique, my bodacious blue boutique coming soon y'all. And so I literally was like trying to cram everything in. So I feel like my brain's just like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, girl, you're doing it. So yeah. Good film, good film to watch, but totally, totally agree. But mm. it's okay. <laughs> goodness, goodness. You know what? I finally watched um, a movie that's been on my list for literal years. Um, I finally watched a movie called Melancholia. Mm, yeah, yeah. Speaking of films uh, and things that that we did do this week, <laughs> yeah, um, that movie is so good. Like it's it's an art house film. It's by a director named um, Lars von Trier, and he does a lot of really um, he does a lot of it's it's very art film. Like it's very much um, one of those movies you'd see at like a special screening, like at like some indie place. It's it's so good. It's actually on, um, I think it's Hulu, I want to say, um, but Melancholia, so good. Um, it, just the way that he makes films, um, is really good, but he, it's about, it's about the world ending, but it's not about the world ending. It's about a, um, a depressed woman and her, her sister who is always looking after her, um how they view the world ending and it's 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 more of a character study and it's it's a disaster film that's that focuses on the people and what it says about us as a whole and the types of people um when the world is ending um than it is about the world ending itself it's so good it is so good melancholia and it's so beautiful <laughs> but yeah yes. I love um, um, the director's name, sorry, Lars von Trier. Like, he did Nymphomaniac, which is like, if you guys haven't watched Nymphomaniac, it's intense, but it's really good. Um, And obviously Antichrist. So, like, I totally, like, I, uh, that sounds really good. And I really love Kirsten Dunst, too, and Charlotte Gainsbourg. Yeah, yeah. I like it. Yeah, 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 yeah. Goodness, but all the media, it's it is so crazy because I'm sitting here just like a lot of movies that came out recently. I'm just like, eh, I don't know if I want to watch it. <laughs> it's I don't know, it's like weird, just feeling like film fatigue a little bit, but it was good. It was it's it's good to sit down and just like watch something. I've been watching more like TV shows. <laughs> And like animated things than I than I Same. watch like traditional film right now, which 
I feel like I don't know just it's it's a shame I need to watch more things <laughs> you know but, you know I did um I did pay for the um fuck what is it called criterion collection so access to things I have been trying to watch more things um dope. but yeah art film old film things um criterion collection I highly I highly um recommend it and they have uh, like collections like per director as well um and it's international film small films big films shorts animated they're all <laughs> But they're all just like, like they're all just all the, the important films. <laughs> so you're not yes. going to see Transformers there. <laughs> oh my goodness. Oh, Michael Bay. Oh my goodness. You're not going to see any Michael Bay there. <laughs> like, no. <laughs> I don't care how many years it's been, you're not going to see Michael Bay on Criterion Collection. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I guess, you know, like, teach, you know there, I feel like there's, a genre for everybody. Let me say it that way. I'll say that tactfully. There's a genre for everybody. That's what I feel about the freaking Fast and the Furious movies. I don't know who directs those, but like, I'm just like, why is this Land Before Time-esque like trilogy sequel, whatever going on? I'm like, it's literally the same thing. It's the same thing. Like, what a 13-year-old boy drinking monster is making me and people love that shit they eat it up and i have i have i i know people that like these things i'm just like how and they went to film school i was like oh no like i said oh there's a film for everybody a film genre for everybody someone has to make them i guess right a a i mean me no well, like that, like begs the question because I, you know, my pop culture class, we were talking about the different definitions of what's popular, and one of them is like the revenue, how much money something makes, yeah. and that affects, you know, movies being deemed as popular or not. It's not so much on like, oh, like was this the you know most thought provoking or the most beautiful? It's more like, well, did people go see it? And then by definition, that's like the most popular. And so I'm like, it's so true because it's kind of like, I can't really deny it. Yeah, if people are going to go and watch it, then I guess it is popular, even if it's not something I deem bad, but (laughs) worth watching. But yeah, it's, you know, (laughs) like that's, that's the thing I, and that, that is exactly how we have like fast and furious what are they at like eight or something i don't know there is there's a ridiculous amount where i'm just like Like they keep making them because they are popular because they get the revenue so it just makes sense and like no one is making antichrist (laughs) too no one needs that (laughs) it's the first one that you get it once you once you watch it (laughs) but I Um, love that though to me I love having that kind of like slice of life snapshot I feel like in today's movie culture of like everything has to be a book that is like multi you know books in it you know 
Yeah. I get it to a degree because obviously that's kind of like a buy-in of like, it's part of a series. Like we are going to make a amount of money. There's already a following, but it's like not everything that like already exists needs a sequel or a prequel or like all this other stuff added to it. Like yeah. it's fine to have a standalone thing and for that to be it. Cause I hate when people like watch a movie. They're like, I didn't get it. It needs to be wrapped up. Like, and I'm like, no, it doesn't need to be wrapped up. I think it is so interesting. It is so interesting. Um, there are several, I don't know, like, like you're getting to, there, there are several reasons why we feel the need to make all these things. It's like, it worked, like it worked with Harry Potter. That was, that. yeah, it worked with Harry Potter. I was going to say, is that technically like British? But anyways, as, anyways, uh, <laughs> it worked with, they saw how much money he was making. They're just like, um it's working with marvel yes um, it's not working with dc and it's not working well i mean i guess it's it like i don't even but i feel like the level of filmmaking has also just like gotten like way higher quality so like i'm thinking of things like game of thrones that costs so much money and they're so lucky that it caught on so they can keep making it for real Cause like that's, it's, it is not cheap. Um, All those locations they film at and everything. Yeah. But um, I also, there, there are also the failed, um, the dark universe when they were trying to do the thing with the mummy um, with Tom Cruise. um, And they were trying to like, they were trying to like do like Jekyll and Hyde as like one of the next ones. The Invisible Man is like one of the next Mm. ones. They wanted to make a dark universe. Um, but every studio saw what Harry Potter did. They saw, um, yeah, and like Marvel, and they're just like, we're gonna try and recreate that so that we don't have to think of more ideas. Because like that's the thing when you think of like a like a like slice of life story, which is what filmmaking started out as <laughs> um, before we it invented see well not invented but before we started making like really big. Um, trilogies and all those property things um, you have to think of something original and it's easier to just have like one story that that went really well and then like take that money and make something that's going to guarantee you to make more money because there are people out there that do want like that don't understand the ending of the first one there's like I want more of of that (laughs) and so like they're just like here you go here's another one but like yeah it's it's it sucks that it comes down to a money thing and it yeah I don't know but some of them are good I do actually really like like when they do things like the like Marvel um because that's the source material is also really really important to that conversation as well though there's so many things sorry I can talk so much about all that stuff (laughs) no it's good I mean I'm interested that's why that's why I'm like to me I'm like Because it goes in terms of like being an artist and like how it's viewed by people and received by people and like what's what's deemed as like valuable art versus not. You know, some people would be like criteria collection, like that's what filmmaking is. And some people will be like, well, I feel like Fast and the Furious and all the new, you know, movies coming out are just as equally, you know, considered, you know, riveting, you know, movie making. So it just yeah. it's just a perspective it's a perspective and like if it gives value to somebody 
that's really all that matters. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Yeah, that's really all that matters. But I, I'd rather watch something from the Criterion Collection than <laughs> most of those other movies. <laughs> same, same. I like, you know, I remember being young and staying up way too late when I shouldn't be and mm-hmm. watching like IFC because they always had the most interesting movies. That's like the first time I saw any Kevin Smith film was on IFC. I think it was Clerks is like the first one I saw and I was just all like this is silly and I obviously was way too young to be watching Clerks but I watched it anyway um yeah um I saw what was it Muriel's Wedding with like Tony Collette when she was like hella young and she still had her like Aussie or she's Aussie or New Zealand accent I'm not sorry to misname you or you're from um Tony Collette but yeah that's when I first like saw her and she's like a baby and I was like oh so I was like, oh, I was like, this is the fresh new before yeah. anyone knows. <laughs> oh my gosh. It's so good though. It's so good. But hey. movies. I can talk about movies. I can talk about theories and movies and stuff. Cause it's funny. When I watched Melancholia, I tried watching the house that Jack built. I oh. did not, I didn't finish that one. I I had so many so many opinions and I like let me let me just say this it felt like it felt like the house that Jack built it just felt like it you can tell it a guy wrote it you can tell Mm. that a very like it's it just it just has a certain um perspective on things and it really and you know what? This is just me watching half of it. Didn't even finish it because I was just like, I can't. I'm so annoyed right now. I can't finish this one. Um, but like, it just, it just felt like like it was kind of celebrating the guy. And if you don't know, um, the house that Jack built focuses on the story of a serial killer. And like why he did it and how he did it. And it's not a documentary. This is a totally made up person, but like he, like his, um, the news deemed him the artistic one or something like that because he killed women and specifically he, he took their dead bodies and posed them. And like, he made like a, like an, like an art quote unquote, scene and he photographed mm. it and he sent it to the news so it was just this weird like just hearing basically the equivalent it it was a it just sounded like an incel who like <laughs> was just like this is why I killed these women and it's so great how I pose their dead bodies and like I'm so smart because like and like it just and just he was just telling everybody he literally told the police what he did but like he was he had alcohol and the lady that was trying to escape also had alcohol. So the police were just like, you two are obviously a drunk couple that's having a little spat. And she was, she was his victim. And he literally was just like, yeah, everything she's saying is right. I killed 60 people and blah, blah, blah. And then he pretended to be drunk. And then they were just, and, and it just, just seeing that over and over again. And like the voiceover, this guy being like, I was so smart when I told her she was dumb. And I'm literally just like, (laughs) like and it just I kept thinking of um this 
this concept um, that I that I learned in film school, and it was the concept that I don't even remember. I don't even think it has a name, but just the concept that in horror films, um, in like our history, like American history, um, we like to fetishize and give more screen time to the killing of a woman um, because it's very close. It's the sex and violence thing, um, where like a girl screaming of being stabbed is very similar to a girl screaming during sex, like, and like the face and the body and all the things. But like, typically on screen, we spend more time um, watching a woman getting killed than like her male counterparts. It's something that just happens. It's not right. Um, But like, it's, it's very, it's very interesting. So I kept thinking of that. And I was just like, wow, this is just a guy just killing women just because he can. And like, that's any serial killer that, not any serial killer, but like a lot of them do that. And just, I don't know, it was rubbing me the wrong way at the time. I was like, I don't want to watch this. (laughs) Like, I'm not really feeling about listening to some white privilege ass entitled man killing women and shit. (laughs) I was just, and him getting away with it consistently and just how he, and just, I just, Oh, and anyways, and they were trying to film it like an art film. Like I see that they were trying to say something about society. Like there's this, the guy even went into like a metaphor about like his impulses being the same as like walking from one street lamp to another. And they had this like this like animation thing. And they were just like, like that does it illustrate the concept that he's talking? And they're just like, I don't like this. <laughs> I don't like this. (laughs) I hate it here is what I was saying when I was watching that. But anyways, um, so yeah, I have a lot of strong opinions on films and how they're made. And you heard me rant about Wonder Woman 84. And it's just... No, I mean, I totally get it though, because that's why, honestly, I'm not always so fast to rush to new movies and I feel like it's because of stuff like that I'll like watch it and I'll be like "Ah," like okay like Mm -hmm. I'm I'm too analytical just in general to be thinking like okay that was weird like oh I don't like those dynamics like honestly like that's why I love Tyler Perry as like a person and what he's done like making like his studio and stuff like that and like you know being successful as a black person in America, I'm like, yay, great. You know, and you give back a lot to the community, but just in terms of the content of his movies, I'm not really a big fan of Tyler Perry movies because of the dynamics that he has, especially how he portrays women in his films. Like a lot of times, like the women are seen as just being like, even if they're super successful women as being Mm -hmm. super impulsive, selfish, like they're Mm -hmm. the ones, like the guy is always the one who's like, being really sweet and understanding and then the girls like acting up and like you know sabotaging it and doing all this crazy stuff and it's like why are you betraying black women as these ladies who just like have everything together but when it comes to men relationships are just like train wrecks and I'm like I would think that it would be more stories of like empowerment but usually the woman's like you know, she has, you know, she's a drug addict or she has some kind of issue. There's only one movie by Tyler Perry that he made that had like Alfred Woodard in it. And I think Kathy Bates, mm-hmm. where I was like, okay, this is a good, just like slice of life type of movie. I'm, yeah. I think I'm thinking of the right one. 
that he directed, but I was like, no, like, and I, you know, and the funniest thing is that my mom always watches it. And so of course she wants me to watch it with her, but then we both just end up like ragging on it the whole time because it's just so problematic. (laughs) We're like, uh, okay. Hey, he can do like, that's the thing. He can do that because he like, they're from his studio there. They are the movies from one man's brain. So, <laughs> you know, like when you when you get to that level, like you can literally do whatever people will see it. So that's a thing. That's a thing. But I do I, I will commend him on that. I I would love to do the same thing because it's just like going through the studio system of Hollywood, like historically not not the best towards women or people of color in general, um, especially women of color. Uh, yes. <laughs> so it's just like I don't know especially if they're younger I'm just like no I can't no because well, yeah. it lets you know like even though he's a black man like his perspective is still of a man yeah no, writing exactly. for women it's like you can totally see some situations you're like yeah that would not be anything yet. <laughs> no you're like come on come on if you're saying that this lady is some high level exec and makes all these like, you know, decisions and has to be on her toes, mm-hmm. she can't she can't decide whether or not this guy is nice or not. She is she a top lawyer, but she can't tell whether this man is truthful. Come on. <laughs> like, what is this? It's- and she's like, no, he's a dog. And it's like, but he's going bending over backwards to be nice to her. And she's just like, nah. Yeah. It's like, come on. This is too much. This is too much. There's a lot to unpack. There's a lot to unpack (laughs) around, you know, (laughs) his movies. But yeah, especially like, I don't know, especially nowadays, you can tell when something like I feel like it's we're we're trained. I feel like especially younger people are trained to like see these things. And the problem is there's still just older people making stuff. <laughs> yo. Yo. Yeah, who funds, who produces these movies? So, yes, and the <laughs> committee that, that decides what movies are good and bad and the committee that decides what things are appropriate or not have been around since film switched from black and white to color. So it's literally just like, ugh, I don't know, man. I do not know, man. Right, I'm like so many things, so many things. But I'm with you in that. I've been mostly just watching a lot of like anime and animated stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, my one friend, he signed me up to, or he added me to his Plex account, and he mm-hmm. has like all of the anime. And so, yeah, I've just been watching like studio, all the Studio Ghibli films that I haven't watched, but I've always heard about. Like, I've never. I hadn't seen Ponyo or mm. My Neighbor Totoro. Um, I rewatched um, Howl's Moving Castle mm. and um, what is it? Uh, Kiki's Delivery Service. Super cute. It's been a hot minute since I watched Kiki for sure. Yeah. Um, and they're always so beautiful, especially Ponyo. I was like, oh, so beautiful and so sweet and cute. I was like, that's yeah. the wholesome content I need. <laughs> I can't do it. I can't do it. I can't do cute things. I have to do true crime. I have to do horror. 
I can't if it's too cute I'm just like I'm but it's a cute in a good way though it's not like oh. cute where it's like <laughs> like you know watching like kids bop or any like show oh. or anything but it's like it's it's but a cute that I think you would appreciate where it's like okay them I like them like Kiki's Limiters it's funny I say all this now and like literally I had Hello Kitty everything Kiki's delivery Kiki was my freaking like I girl that movie I watched it so many times like she was like when I she was my introduction to anime when I was younger like her and Hello Kitty I was just like yeah had Hello Kitty everything so I can't even say shit about <laughs> not liking cute things but they all just make me cry. I just cry so easily. Like my Same. friend, my friend Ariella, she will tell, like the first thing that she tells people about me is that I used to sit at work and just look at, um, what is it? There's this place that only adopts out um, senior dogs. Mm-hmm. And I would literally sit there at work when we weren't doing anything. And I would just look at that page and just cry. Oh. And just, I would be like, look at Mr. Pebbles. <laughs> He's 12 years old and he has one eye. <laughs> and he just wants to play to sleep. It's mean, uh, super cute, uh, though. At least you have a heart. At least you're not a freaking Grinch. No, but it's just like, I'm trying to say I cry at everything. <laughs> so I don't, <laughs> like, I can't watch those things. I have to have like a day. Same. I'm the same. I just have owned it. Like my similar to my like best friend, Lauren will tell you that I am so like a weepy girl. Um, And, you know, she used to give me so much shit until she had kids. And then now she is the same. So I'm like, Um, but yeah, I literally, if it's like anything emotional, a commercial, like I'll sit and like get teary eyed. Even to think about something, I get teary eyed. (laughs) <laughs> my favorite commercial that I cried at like I <laughs> I was crying before I knew it was a commercial and it's only like 30 seconds but like it it was this it was a gum commercial it was um it was it was a teenage girl going off to college and like she like her dad would give her gum and she would she she would like instead of throwing away the wrapper she'd give it to her dad and he made a little paper swan and so in like 30 seconds you see this girl go from like five years old to like 18 and like there's a box that she's loading into the car and it's a box full of all of this paper swans (laughs) and the dad cries and then I cried (laughs) and it was for like double mint gum or something (laughs) and I was just like it's all juicy (laughs) I was just like who did this (laughs) Made a whole ass movie <laughs> as a commercial. Uh, Their ad team knows what they're doing. Their they, ad and marketing team knows what they're doing. Like I was crying. I was just like, that's a 30 second, 45 second maybe commercial that made me cry. They, they're they too good at their job. <laughs> right? Ugh, it's like in the feels, but that's just the power of storytelling. Like something yeah. we deem as like, oh, it's just gum can you know, be turned into such an emotional, you know, heartfelt story. <laughs> That's why we have commercials. It's like, I, okay, I both, I love and I hate it. And at the same time, I love how creative they get. And I think it's freaking cool. I hate that it's just to sell us another thing to buy. 
Like, it's literally just like, just give these people the money to make short films. <laughs> they made me cry over gum. <laughs> I know. Right? It's all like, you got me. You got me. Like, make a movie. Just don't, you know? I don't know. I love it. I, I hate that they made me feel something for a product. <laughs> hey, my mom, speaking of commercials, my mom literally, in the power of commercials, you remember when they used to have those Skittles commercial where it was like the one where the person was like, oh, like I got Skittleitis or whatever. And like everything I touch turns into Skittles. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, and it was like, you know, that kind of like time in like our zeitgeist where like being really weird and obscure was like funny. You know what I mean? It was like that yeah. Burger King, the king, and he was being really silly and weird and all that stuff around that time. And so, right. <laughs> My mom wrote to Skittles to demand that they take down those commercials <laughs> because she said they were too disturbing. <laughs> no, she said she said that it was too disturbing because they had a man hooked up to the milk machine sucking on his nipples. And oh, he was yeah. eating sour Skittles. And yeah. so now he makes sour milk. And she was like, that's disturbed. Sucking <laughs> a man's teats for sour milk. And I'm like, mom, it's an- It's a commercial. <laughs> it's a commercial. What? And she was like, you see that I wrote that letter and they took those commercials down. And I was like, yeah, mom, because that's how commercials work. They cycle out. They don't last forever. I know. I know. It's so funny, but- <laughs> It moved her. It, it disturbed her so much. She had to write a personal little letter to Skittles to let them know that she did not appreciate their new ad and marketing campaigns. Right. Oh, that's so cool. <laughs> oh. Oh. oh, mama. Oh, mama Lolita. Uh, <laughs> I love it. I, I love, I love media. <laughs> right. I know. I feel like it's such a love-hate relationship, like you said. Like, you love it and you hate it all within the same breath. Right. Goodness. But, I mean, I I don't know. I've always loved words. <laughs> same. So, yeah. Like, it's just, just language is beautiful. I mean, not just language. I don't know. Going back a little bit. In between language and media, we have, like, a form of media that I feel like is I hope it's not dying, but like poetry and like, we were talking about this a little bit last time, but storytelling, but like poetry, girl, just poetry. Just, it's just so good. Like I went to, um, what is, I went to like a reading of, um, what is it? Oh, I actually ordered the books. It was so good. I ordered the books. Um, but it was um, Richard Blanco and what's her name? Ada, or I guess the, the correct pronunciation is Ada and Limon. They're so just poetry. Like it just says all the things, like it says so much more. And I, I feel like it just, it's just so much better at describing a feeling. Yes. And it's just putting that into like just like a little capsule for anybody to read and like feel it with you. It's just, uh, poetry. Just I, I totally, so totally agree. Okay. I when I was in the 
what is it, the fifth grade, I was in a poetry club called Dead Poet Society. And so on the nose, based off like the movie with Robin Williams. Amazing movie, by the way. Um, But yeah, it was a fifth grade poetry club that we had um, that was led by my fifth grade teacher, Mr. Detusa. And that was the first time that I really saw how you can really work with words in order to like have them convey a certain type of feeling. Mm -hmm. And I loved that club because, you know, you were able just to, like you said, make this little snapshot of like a feeling and try to encapsulate it, you know, in this one kind of instance. And obviously, you know, I'm a fifth grade. So all the poems I look back that I wrote are obviously like from a fifth grade lens, but still even so it was like, that's really nice that you, even at that age, promoting kind of being more you know artistic with the words that you use instead of just using them to simply say hey I'm here or something you know be so straightforward you could actually use it to be you know fun and artistic and use metaphors and learn about similes and all this other great stuff right like I, I just I feel like it's a shame that a lot of for like for the average American like the last time they read poetry was in grade school type of thing you know not like just in grade school but just like in like when they were like doing schooling because like in the like you I feel like you have to look for it <laughs> like it's not like the news or it's like you know it's everywhere it's like poetry it's just uh, you have to be looking for it yes like uh, and then and like I only got more into it like I've always written and I've always loved poetry but like I reconnected with it like a couple years back when um when my coworker Ariella she's she's one of my writing friends like she was studying poetry and creative writing um she's actually about to finish up um but she would invite me to these like open mic night things all the time like after work and I was just like girl <laughs> like it's eight o'clock we're just getting off I, <laughs> I have to be on the bus for an hour but like I you know but like I I love the arts and I was just like yeah I'll go I'll go with you and I went and it was so good it was like I didn't like I've never like spoken at any of these but I've been to a number of them like discovered new poets and just fell in love like when you watch someone like doing the thing that they love it is just so inspiring but like seeing all these people um just like you can tell that they're speaking their truth and like speaking their heart out <laughs> like when they when they go up and read their own work um and I feel like it's it's so beautiful and it's so powerful and just uh, it is so freaking good but like I sat there and I started just writing again like I hadn't written like since I like went to college like written like poetry more specifically um because I was busy trying to write scripts and other things <laughs> like all that stuff so um but yeah just like uh, just being at like an open word thing and just uh, marinating in it and just like yes being inspired to write myself <laughs> like again it was so good uh, poetry <laughs> yes I, I mean I've been loving seeing all of the poetry that you've done and seeing like the growth from when you first started to now 
I'm like, oh, I'm so happy for you that like, you know, you get to, you're like really putting all of it into it. And I'm like, yay, I love to see it. I love to see it. Thank you. Yeah, it's, it's a thing. You know what? I, I feel like it's to the point where I'm just like, okay, I need to share this with more than just myself. So with that being said, um, I am trying to bring back my podcast. Yeah. And I'm trying to decide if I want to read my own poems on that. I like that idea. I like that a lot. Like to end, like end your podcast with like a, you know, poem. I think that'd be beautiful. I'd love that. So I think I'm totally wrong with that. But so yeah, trying to spread, spread all the things. Everybody, words are great. (laughs) They are, they definitely are. Yeah, we all know that. And like, we see how important it is with Trump and Twitter. You know, <laughs> like we see how words are important if we didn't learn anything else. <laughs> I know. So. I'm salty about that though. I feel like I'm kind of like little, a little too late. A little too late, guys. I just am so salty about it because I'm like, what happened to y'all? Like, when he was talking with Kim Jong-un about the fucking missiles and tweeting him back and forth, you know, what happened when he was like, you know, calling people names and like calling people out and like still saying stuff that was very divisive and like, and I'm like, okay, now all of a sudden you're going to take away his Twitter when he's almost out. It's like, he's out next week. Yeah. And it's like, I get it. Like you're making a stand now, but it's like, I feel like that would have been way more beneficial like three years ago. <laughs> yeah. That's, you know what? Out of all the things, yeah, out of all the things, it's just like, I'm glad that he's getting all this heat right now. To go back to politics, <laughs> I'm glad he's getting all this heat right now. But yeah, it kind of feels, it kind of, it is too late. And I feel like it just, it just had to be an attempted coup to like get everybody to be like, oh, so words, so people actually listen to him. You know? <laughs> like he, and we all knew he was freaking had, what's his name? Uh, Bannon, who was control of alt-right news as one of his advisors. Like, he was yeah. Never, he was never secretive about it just no one did anything and I'm glad that they're doing something now but it's still we all had to we all had to go through that I know we had to go through that it's like (laughs) and I feel like yeah they're just being like oh well now we want to make sure that like he's going to be out and it's you know Joe and we know that obviously it's going to be more liberal and more progressive the mind like the mindset now because of that I feel like now they're trying to be like well we want to like you know cater to that demographic now because before it was like Twitter you probably low-key liked that Trump was using your platform because it still brought you a lot of traffic yeah it still brought a lot of people talking about you but now that he's out you're like oh well now we got a course correct because look <laughs> look what he's done <laughs> yeah I also just don't want I'm I I don't want um another president to be 
like that. <laughs> like I, I just I don't want the way that he communicates with the people to be through Twitter. Yeah. I don't know. I how did we and I'm not saying we, but like enough important people were just like, this is fine. <laughs> yes. That's what I'm saying. Like I feel like everyone's so like about, oh, it's not that bad, whatever. You know, yeah, we have a video of him on tape saying like he grabs him by the pussy and he just does it because he's famous. They let him and oh, that's just locker room talk and all this stuff, like just brushing whatever he says and does under the rug of like, oh, it's not that bad. But now, now it's that bad. Okay. That's, that's what, anyways. Oh my gosh. It's just. I know I'm not like that's just assaulting me I mean yes I'm very happy that he is finally getting heat like you said and some repercussions to the actions he's done but I'm just like he's already done the damage (laughs) yeah if we're gonna get mad at Trump because he waited too long to act on responding to coronavirus then we should be mad at government for waiting to act too long to finally silence somebody who obviously is a threat to our democracy which she always has been like again he was never that secretive about it it's just like oh enough people actually listen to him and they have guns <laughs> you know it was just like oh so now it's like you guys he was appealing to those people in the first place like i don't like for, that was his whole campaign make america great again and it's just <laughs> AKA make America white supremacist again. Like straight up. The literal white supremacy, like groups, they grew when he was not like, I just, all the signs were always there. They were always there, but they're just like, oh yeah, these people have cars <laughs> and guns. <laughs> they can come like over here. <laughs> it's just, oh my anyways uh, yeah salty but i'm happy like i'm saying i just had trusting that at least you know with biden being in office that Mm -hmm. at least the government will put on its new you know face of wanting to to help and having our best interest at heart but you know i definitely am learning that within my being you know political myself of that like it's always the better between two evils, to be honest, in my opinion. Like, that's- there's nobody that's, like, just totally great for it. Like, at the end of the day, they're politicians and they have agendas. Yeah. That's just what it is to be in politics. And they have certain things that they have in mind that they want to pass. And they have certain people who have to scratch their back because they paid a lot of money for their campaign. So, yeah, you know, in politics, as I scratch your back, you scratch mine, homie. Right. Sorry, my dog Lily just opened the door with her nose. <laughs> <laughs> I heard her. I just like. <laughs> yeah, she just. She's so funny. I I love dogs, but like Katie. Side note. And husband is here to take her away, but sorry, <laughs> she does this thing where um, if a door is like half closed, she'll use her little her little paw to open it. And I think it's the funniest thing or like when she has to walk into a door, she just like pushes it with her nose and just, and it's so funny because doors just open <laughs> and you don't see a person standing there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's like, oh yeah. And then like, she just jumps up. It's, it's so funny. 
It's the same with my cat. He does the same thing. He try, he breaks into the bathroom every time I'm in there using the restroom. He'll yeah. literally, I'll hear his fat butt like pushing. He'll like go on his hind legs and push against the, you know, door so that he could pop it open because he likes to sit while I'm using the restroom and watch me like a weirdo and stare at me while I poop and pee. He wants to make sure you're not going to get stabbed. <laughs> he, can't, he can't protect you if he can't see you. <laughs> such a baby. Or he literally will just sit and like lay, like lay right in front of me. He'll look and be like, okay, you're pooping. And then he'll just like sit. And yeah. <laughs> I'm like, I love you. It's like, he's just like, we're chilling. He's like, you in here pooping? I'm in here sitting. Yeah. Family time. Exactly. <laughs> uh, I love animals so much. <laughs> he's definitely the light of our lives. Like, we're so happy that he, like, showed up on our doorstep. We have no idea where he came from. I mean, we know, like, there's yeah. two neighborhood cats that are around that we, like, are, you know, 90% sure, sure those are his parents. But, like, there's no other kittens. He was the only kitten that we found. He was a lone kitten by himself. And we never found any other other kitties ever. So I'm just like, oh, because I've never known of a kid, uh, you know, a cat to have one kitten. Have you? No, but he's probably the one that survived. I mean, I I'm just saying, if this street cats girl. <laughs> I know, that's what I think. I'm like, oh, I was like, well, at least we saved one life. <laughs> I know. Girl, I didn't want to say it. I was just saying that he's wrong for one that survived, girl. He's like, to be real, <laughs> they did. They sure, they just, <laughs> I mean, yes, that's pretty much what I'm thinking too. Like, but I'm just all like, there's a part of <laughs> Yes, there's a part of me that's like hoping like maybe someone like, you know, took him in too. Or... Right. But... We live in the hills, so we got we got vultures, we got you know all those little creepy collar guys, predators. Yeah. <laughs> so who yeah. knows? Your your cat looked out. <laughs> he did. I'm like, you're such a sweet baby, and he's so sweet. He's mm. just the sweetest guy. I just love my baby too. Mm. Love for animals, animals for life. Yes, 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 yes. Oh, the babies. I cannot. I cannot. Ugh. And well, speaking of, JJ wants to buy a snake. Yes, I have been. That's my animal totem of the year is a snake. I've been so drawn to snakes. I'm JJ. I'm for it. Well, <laughs> it's like, I don't we need so many things for a snake. I just we'll see. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe that could be like when you guys, you know finally like move into a set place you know what I mean like get a house or something then maybe he can gift himself a snake I know that that would be that would literally be the only so that we have like a room for the snake <laughs> and like all the animal things but yeah I don't know girl I don't know. <laughs> your face you're like mm. <laughs> I, don't, I, I don't know I don't know like I, I I know I would forget to feed the snake like that like, you know, <laughs> I don't know. I forget. Yeah. There. And it depends. Yeah, you'd have to feed it like alive. It, nice. Which I think I'm, I'm, I don't know, man. I don't know. I don't know. That's one of those things. With that being said, I, part of me is just like the only exotic animal that I, that I think about like having would have to be a turtle. 
Because then I just buy like extra vegetables and you just let them free around the house, just like walk around eating carrots and lettuce. <laughs> just being a chill, slow guy. Yeah, just <laughs> I know JJ's listening to this and he's he's making a face at me because he's just like I like turtles are lame. <laughs> I used to have a rendered slider. I had an aquatic turtle and he was amazing. He actually turned into she. We thought it was a male. Oh. Ivan turned into Ivana when we took her to the took her to the vet. Um, yeah. She was great. She was kind of a little butt, but she was still fun. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I I am totally fine with one dog though. I, I love my one dog. She's all we yeah. need right now. <laughs> She's yeah, you guys already have your hands full because like Katie's like a baby. She is. The other night, the other night, like she was acting weird and she had like an upset stomach. Um, and like she was just like she was just being weird and wasn't eating her food. In the middle of the night, she threw up Aww. where JJ <laughs> where JJ gets into bed. And it turns out she had been eating um the like what is it um cushion stuffing and leaves from outside and that's why her stomach was upset oh i was just like katie girl <laughs> why <laughs> like, you want like you're not starving her it's like dang why are you gonna eat more <laughs> literally just like girl th- that's why your stomach hurts because you're Aww. not eating your food and you're eating couch stuffing instead it, I don't know, man. She, uh, but yeah, just dogs one. are so silly. They're like drunk three-year-old kids. They're just like, I'm gonna do whatever. Ah. They don't get older. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, they their mentality doesn't get older. You know what I'm saying? Yes. But, yeah. Just oh, yes. Yeah, she's 11 years old. <laughs> oh, so she's she's pretty up there, yeah. She's pretty up there. She still acts like like a young. Like, she doesn't know what age is. <laughs> I know, right? She's like, I'm a dog. <laughs> yeah, she's like, I can still run and jump, Aww. you know? And I feel like, I feel like it's because um, she's, the only thing she wants to do is, like, sleep. Just sit and sleep. That's all she wants to do. She just wants her own pile of blankets. And that's all she wants. And she will be fine. <laughs> Maybe chase a squirrel once in a while. <laughs> but that's it. That's all she wants. So that's how, that's how, that's what I think is keeping her so young. <laughs> all the beauty sleep. <laughs> yeah, all the beauty sleep. Like that's all she does. It's all she wants to do. Hey, that's a vibe. I feel it. Sometimes that's all I want to do too. Just give me some cozy blankets. Mm, yeah. I'm out. I'm good. <laughs> yep. She gets her, her all the time. Just her little. <laughs> oh man. But it makes me want a dog. I really have been wanting a dog for a hot minute but obviously you know I feel like now trying to get one I'm like you know I don't think that's gonna work out until unless I can have like a permanent spot um, yeah. for my doggy but one day one, one day, day I'll have a little pepperoni yeah 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 uh, yes just I say I recommend like a teenage dog probably <laughs> like one yes man's I do not want a puppy. I do not want a puppy unless like, no. And I, yeah, I've heard, you know, I know it's cute, but it's like, I don't want a puppy unless literally 
like now, because I know a lot of people now got a puppy because they're like, okay, it's quarantine. I actually have the time to like be home and train it and stuff. Mm-hmm. But other than that, I do not have time to sit mm-hmm. and wait and be baby and a puppy. Watch right. if it isn't pee pee and poo poo all up. No, I'm good. I'll have a doggy that's already trained. <laughs> right? I'm like a teenager or an older dog, honestly. I feel like I'd really want to adopt. Right. JJ wants another um, older Chihuahua. Um, Katie is a Chihuahua. Uh, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Chihuahua and um, was it Dachshund? Um, but yeah, he at first he wanted a big dog, but then um, we stumbled upon Katie, and he fell in love. And he's just like, now I just want small dogs. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> when did you adopt her? You know what? It's funny. It's not even, it's so weird how we got her. So she used to be, um, well, actually at the last place we lived at, um, our landlord, she liked to save dogs that were like on death row for one way or another, for one reason or another, I should say. And um, she had seven dogs in the house at one point. Dang. Yeah, Katie was one of them. And she... Um, sometimes like JJ and I, we, we were super chill. We love dogs. So we were just like, yeah, we'll live in a house full of dogs. That's fine. Um, and Katie and some of the other dogs, would we let them in our place and Katie was one of them. And, um, JJ actually, um, tempted the dogs in our place with, um, some treats one day and, um, all the other little dogs like left, they took their treats and they left. And then Katie, she ended up staying um and we try to like put her back outside and she'd just like come back uh, <laughs> it was it was so funny but like she just kept doing that like over and over and eventually she just like wouldn't leave so then we had like so then we just like kept her in as like to keep us company and then like she just stopped going upstairs to eat and then she started like skipping out on walking time with the other dogs so then we ended up feeding her and walking her and we were just like this is our dog now because she just wants to be down here with us yeah so it was like this weird just like hey landlady can we have your dog and they're just like yeah <laughs> right you're like we got seven of them take one off our hands yeah just like yeah you can have her so um so I guess that that was like our unofficial like adoption like that's the thing we kind of just like acquired her and then we registered her at the vet and um and up here in this county when we moved and that's kind of just how she's become our dog <laughs> yay Katie yeah. really was all like I claim you. You're my you're my humans now. <laughs> Stay here. <laughs> like I have my own food bowl and my own blanket up here. So oh, right. She's like, I don't gotta share. She's like, I'm the only dog. And I like that. <laughs> exactly. And it's and it's funny because like she's such a sweet, like she's she's mostly sweet. The only thing is like she growls at strangers. She tries to pretend like she's gonna bite people's ankles, <laughs> but she doesn't actually bite anybody <laughs> but like um other than that she is the most quiet just dog she just minds her own business for the most part um leaves you alone <laughs> I like that yeah and like she's super sweet but like funny enough the um like she was 
she was um, she was about to be put down because of behavioral issues. Um, and we're just like, to us now, that sounds crazy because <laughs> she's just like, she's the most chill dog. Like we let her off a leash and she doesn't, she doesn't get further than like 10 feet away from us. And like, even with other dogs, like we go to the dog beach, she literally just like, she doesn't care about other dogs. She usually just like keeps walking. <laughs> she's not, she's <laughs> oh. maybe sifts her butt and then runs away. So like, yeah, the behavioral thing, I don't know what that was, but like, she's been, she's been amazing. <laughs> maybe she didn't like somebody that was taking care of her. And so she was all like, bitch, don't come near me. I feel that's probably it. And also like competing for like bed and, um, and resources <laughs> with the other dog. She's probably just like, I'm sick of this. Right. <laughs> she's like, I deserve to be the only dog to have my um, own stuff. <laughs> Which I, I, I agree. If I was like having to live with all kinds of other dogs, I'd be like, ugh, this is annoying. <laughs> so funny it's so funny but he's a real person that's why she thinks she's a person she right I can <laughs> but you know but like she really does it's so funny we we're walking when we take her on walks and she literally just walks in front of people like she doesn't like she doesn't understand personal space so someone will be walking in her line of like sight just like here and then she will continue to walk <laughs> in front of them you're the person coming she's literally just like you can walk around me <laughs> she's all like i have some place to be that's literally that is her and we're just like <laughs> like not even interested in saying hi to the person she's just like i'm walking <laughs> she's yeah, a diva princess walk. supreme yeah it's like do you see me walking <laughs> i love I, I need that energy i need to have some more of that energy i'm walking here I know we need we need more Katie energy. Right. <laughs> oh, I know animals are like amazing. They're so pure. I'm like more animals, more animals, please. I wish I lived someplace where there was just like dogs, more cats, and like maybe yeah. she go to a farm or something like an ethical farm and like I just need some animals. I just want to be around some nature. Honestly, I I want to be around nature. I was like yeah. telling myself, I was like, I need to actually leave my house. <laughs> and like do stuff other than obviously like going to work or the grocery store like running an errand like yeah. me going to the post office to like mail those packages is like the most I've really been outside yeah. <laughs> and like done something in a while and I'm like oh yeah I probably should like maybe walk around the block or something yeah. goodness girl goodness yeah. girl it's a thing we're all we're all in that right now you know Cause I've been working out at home. I've been good about being active. I've been like good about like at least doing like some kind of workout in a day, but I definitely feel like my body's missing just like being out in the sun or like just mm-hmm. being out in nature, going on a walk and everything. So maybe I'll do that this weekend as like a nice self-charge, relaxing, yeah. rejuvenating time. But I don't yeah. know what parks are open. I'll have to look and see what trails are actually open at this time. Yeah girl do it do it any excuse to get outside I know I'm like I need AI I feel like I I I decided right now that's what I'm gonna do I'm like because it sounds so good it sounds so good I'm like yes I really my favorite spot is the Redwood Regional um Forest Redwood Regional Forest in Oakland that's like my favorite one because they have the most beautiful redwoods and like all kinds of awesome trails 
And I used to love when I lived in Oakland to go there. And I went there pretty much, yeah, like once a week. I like mm-hmm. had a day. It was like on Sunday I'd go. But I'm like, maybe I need to, yeah. I'll fit that into my already busy schedule. I'm like, hmm, maybe Sundays will be hype days again. Yeah, we'll do it. Self-care people, all you listening, do something for your self-care. It's more than just facial masks and, you know, Mm -hmm. it's other things too. What feeds your soul? Self-care, big advocate. You know what? That's part of why I did that poetry thing is I'm just like, you need to listen to people do a thing <laughs> right express yeah. something artistically <laughs> yeah you know even if it's not me like it's just like uh, give me that energy please <laughs> yes I know a big thing also this week that I've been really happy with or noticing within myself is just really being grateful like looking around and like seeing from 2020 like the kind of artistic community and like friend base that I have now, you know, everyone I like am, you know, talk to and close to, like we're aligned about like art and movies and music and, you know, expression. I just feel so happy, like, you know, Mm -hmm. to be on the path that I am and to have all the love and abundance that I have around me from like my friends who are supporting me, like buying the jewelry that I'm making and like, you know, that to me, I feel like has been the great thing about 2020 is that, you know, since everyone is forced to stay in, like people are really taking the time to connect with others. I just have that energy with people where I feel like before I was like, oh, you know, quick, how are you doing? And then it's like on to the next. But I feel like, you know, now people generally are asking like, are you doing okay? Like what's going on with you? Because shit is crazy. So I feel like people are taking more time to have those heart to heart connections and build more intimacy in a more authentic, like genuine way, which yeah. I'm really happy for. And I'm like, yay, I'm, I'm, I'm really happy to be where I'm at and have the connections and the partnerships and the friends that I have. I'm like, yay, this is nice. <laughs> right, right. No, I feel, I feel, I feel it's, it's good. It's good. Um, seeing the, seeing the growth in yourself and other people. <laughs> yeah. Exactly us too. Like, yeah. Baby bloomers. Also for all of you guys too, this is our new segment, Auntie. As you see, it's just us chatting about what has been really impactful, meaningful, interesting for us the last week, two weeks, and just, mm-hmm. you know, having an open dialogue, expressing ourselves. Yeah. And hopefully stuff resonates. And <laughs> you feel us too. Yeah. Share what you did this week. Yes. <laughs> Yeah, I'm totally down, totally down to read all of those. (laughs) Yes, please comment. Let us know what's something that you really found interesting about your week, something that, you know, illuminated your life, even something that was like a thorn for your week that you were like, yo, like, I'm so happy this week is over. Mm -hmm. Please share, because it's always nice to share and get it off your chest. I mean, yeah. Hey, what's an auntie for if not to like vent to them? Exactly. <laughs> Goodness. Uh, so excited. But yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes. So I know. Um, we're we're going to have this like new segment in addition to our Where Are Ears podcast. This is kind of like a side segment to that um, called Aunt T. Um, T-E-A, you know, that T. 
And um, <laughs> it's going to be like every two, every other week, we're going to post this special segment just for us to actually just, like I said, mm-hmm. chat, kiki, blow some steam, connect with you guys. Yeah. Woo. Woo. So that's important, you know, just building, building the community, building community, our community with ourselves and each other and <laughs> like even bigger. So yeah, it's just so nice. So nice to have someone to blow off the steam with. Yes, exactly. I think that, you know, that's, you know, going back to what I was saying about being happy that I have people where I'm like, I feel like they get me, you know what I mean? They understand me. And, you know, if I need a blow off steam, like I can tell that they're like, yes. <laughs> I'm right there with you. Um, or even if they don't completely align, at least they have open space for me in order for me to be able to voice my opinion, at least give me a good perspective back, which I think is really valuable <laughs> now more than ever is having a good, you know, support base, friend base. So, yeah, no, totally, totally. Goodness. Ugh. I'm just happy. I'm just enjoying happiness <laughs> right now. I'm just like, <laughs> it's been a long time. This is good. So, yeah. <laughs> what? <laughs> you know that shitty Nickelback song? It's been a while since yeah, I was a myself. I It's been a while. Yeah, 2020 was a Nickelback song. <laughs> oh. Oh my gosh. Oh, Nickelback. Yeah. <laughs> but <laughs> what I feel like, why are we all anyways? <laughs> That's how you know that it's a Friday, at least for me. Um, but yeah. Um, join us next time, everybody, for our second segment of Aunties, a Potter D a part of the Wear Out Ears podcast that we have already as a part of Baby Boomers. We love you. Yes. Respect you. Yes. And we'll see you soon. Bye. Brandon, he was probably going to do it anyways, but (laughs) (laughs) keep this in, Brandon. Keep the shout out to you in. Don't edit it out. Yes, please. Goodness. Uh, maybe one day we'll have him on. <laughs> yeah, we're working on it, guys. We're trying to bring in brands and slowly but surely yes. into one of our little podcasts so you can hear from him and because definitely he's a part of the Baby Boomers Collective as well. He is. I just imagine him using like a what is it, like a voice modulator thing when he talks. Okay, I'm Brandon. Totally the real Brandon, not auto-generated at all. <laughs> What is it, Mr. Wilson from like Home Improvement with like the face, where it's like you never could see his face. It was just like over the yeah, yeah, he was always yeah, 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 yep, yep, yep. (laughs) That would be him. That would be him. I can't. (laughs) We love him. He does magic. He does. He does magic. He's like you know, all the magic behind the scenes. Yeah. So shout out to Brandon for his magic. Yes, thank you. (laughs) You're welcome.